Hello and welcome to the Diabetes Army Rebuild Podcast. This is take two. I just recorded this and in about seven minutes it stopped, so I'm starting again. Hey, uh, my name is Dan. I'm a former pro wrestler. I was on tour for about 12 years and um, I'm a type 2 diabetic. I gained 150 pounds, 150 on insulin and lost 112 of that during the pandemic. Still looking to drop uh, more weight as I continue on my journey to try to reverse my type 2 diabetes. So this is what I'm working on and I'm trying to create as much awareness as I possibly can, which is this is what this podcast is about. And also uh, my newsletter, which by the way, if you don't get the newsletter, please um, send me um, your name and email address and I'll be happy to add you. You can DM it to me over on Instagram, for example. I'm very active on there, on Facebook. Um, I'm also on TikTok. I'm on, uh, you name it, YouTube, um, all kinds of things. So not hard to find, for sure. Hey, this week we're going to talk about the science of uh, exercise with type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. As I've mentioned in the past, there's about 90 million Americans who have prediabetes. Um a good chunk of those have no idea that they even have it. Um, about almost 40 million people in the U.S. have diabetes. So uh, the majority of those are type 2 diabetes, by the way. Uh, again, a lot of people have no idea they even have it. So this is a really interesting situation where we're like half the population is affected by it. Now, it might not be you. It could be your brother, sister, grandparents. Um, mom, dad, whoever. So anybody else you think needs to hear this, please forward it to them. And the same goes with the newsletter. Happy to uh, provide information. I answer everybody back. So if you want to DM me, probably best place to DM me is going to be on Instagram, Diabetes Army, um, because I hit everybody back all the time. So it is what it is. But uh, let's talk about the science of exercise and what they've discovered over the uh, past few years as far as the effects of exercise in type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes. Um, there is so much going on um, with exercise. I say this time and time again. I lost all the weight by doing keto number one. Number two, it was intermittent fasting. I added in, I dropped the first 80 with keto, added in intermittent fasting. But what laid underneath all of that the entire time was the uh, yoga program I did. I did DDP yoga. This is not a paid endorsement. I just happen to love the program. I think it's really, really good. And um, and it worked really, really well for me. That yoga program, by the way, you can start in your bed. You can do it in a chair. You can go to uh, standing on your head if you're so inclined. There's so many different programs with it. It is really, really good. So let's talk about aerobic exercise first. So what does this entail? This doesn't mean you have to head to the gym, jump on a treadmill and run like a lunatic for, you know, two miles to get your aerobic workout in. That's not what this means. What this means is um, you start walking. You just walk down the block, walk half a block, whatever you can do, just do it. And tomorrow do a little more, and the next day do a little more, the next week a little more, and on and on you go. And soon you're going to find you're walking further and further. Put your headphones in. You can listen to a podcast like this one, for example, or um, you can put an audible book on. Whatever you might want to do, but it is there for you to go and do. So um, aerobic exercise is fantastic. One of the benefits is insulin resistance. Uh, and we're going to talk about that later at the end of this. All of these really have uh, some play with insulin resistance and um, or sensitivity 
um, which we'll find out about in a few minutes. So, all right, we've got the aerobic one down. If you can get on a treadmill, I, I work out, I lift weights first, then I get on a treadmill um, at least 30 to 45 minutes at the end of every workout. I like doing it. I watch uh, YouTube on my phone. I try to watch something that's going to make me better. That's my routine. Um, number two, science is telling us now that resistance training is one of the best things you can do to prolong your life in a healthier and happier way. It's one thing to prolong life, but if you're miserable, you know, for your last quarter of your existence, what good is that? You want to be healthy and happy. And resistance training is proving that. Now, I'm not as strong as I used to be. I used to be very strong as a pro wrestler. I was in a ring every night, lifting heavy people up and throwing them around and getting thrown around. I don't need to be that anymore. I just train for me and I'm watching my strength get better and better and better as I go because it's consistency of going, right? The biggest part to that is just doing it. You've got to make sure you're doing it. Um, but with resistance training, you can do it at a gym. I belong to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach, the big Mac daddy of all Gold's Gyms, of all gyms, really. Um, but you don't have to join a gym like that. You can do it with resistance bands in your house. You can get weights and uh, do uh, some sort of curls and stuff and, and triceps and, and, and uh, lay on a bench and do bench pressing at your house um, in a weight you can control and consistently do. So there's things like that to go as well. Um, but resistance training has proven um, to be a huge part of longevity. And scientists are now telling us this and doctors are telling us this so it's a good time for you to jump on board and to try to uh, get that going. Number three would be HIIT training, H-I-I-T, right? High intensity. So you want to do short bursts. You'll get your, uh, your uh, uh, heartbeat up, and that's what you want to do. You can do this no matter what shape you're in, right? Even if you're not in fantastic shape, you can do short burst exercises. You just do them consistently. And you will definitely see the benefits from uh, what you're doing. Definitely will see the benefits from what you're doing. They will help you as well. You'll get in better shape. You'll feel better. What else happens with all of this that I've mentioned so far? And the same with the next thing, yoga is dopamine, right? You're going to feel great. You're going to get a bit of a dopamine rush. Uh, your adrenaline is going to get going. You're going to feel great about yourself. Mental health is huge with this too. Um, but it all ties itself back into a package. And then finally, yoga. I did yoga. I never thought I'd be caught dead doing yoga. But during the pandemic, I did yoga five days a week. <clears throat> I absolutely loved it. Matter of fact, even though I'm in the gym, I still continue with that program. I try to do it on my off days or especially if I'm traveling. I like to visit gyms if I travel. But if I can't, then I'll do yoga in my hotel room. Um, and the stretch you get from that is phenomenal. The yoga I was doing, it would raise my my uh, heartbeat up. I wore a heartbeat monitor. I had a monitor on my uh, iPad that I could watch while I was doing the yoga package. And it was phenomenal. It was really good. So let's talk about this for a second. So this is the science, what it's telling us now. Science was different 20 years ago, 10 years ago, in the 60s, in the 70s. Uh, remember back in the day you heard about all these things saying that, that people thought that lifting weights weren't good. Now it's gone completely the other, other way. Same with how we eat, right? The effect of carbs and stuff on diabetes or on type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes, you know, proteins and things like that. Science changes. This is what they're finding today. 
Um, but let's talk about insulin resistance because that's a big part of what we have. So the more insulin resistance you are, the more insulin you're going to need to take. With insulin, we know that's the hormone that tells our bodies to store fat. So in my case, I wanted to ratchet down on my insulin from 2100 units a week. I'm down to 130, 140. I'll go two, three days without taking any at this point uh, because I've watched my nutrition and my workouts. What I do notice now, though, is when I do take some, the, the rules are out the door as to what I used to be able to take and how much I can take now. I'll take a fraction of what I used to take, and I'll find sometimes at night if my insulin or if my blood sugar's gone up, I'll take a small shot of insulin, but even that is too much because my insulin resistance has changed dramatically for me. And I'll get up in the middle of the night and I have to take some glucose just to get back on track. So you're going to see the effect that, that these things have on your body and you're going to be surprised pleasantly about them and it's going to help you manage as you move forward with this stuff. It's a huge, huge thing. Um, we need to dial this in. We need to create as much awareness as we can and we also need to ratchet this in. So again, science is telling us for longevity, for healthy happy longevity. Let me be clear about that. Not just to live longer. We want to be healthy and happy as we live longer. Um, these exercises are really going to help us as we go down that path and manage our type 2 diabetes or our pre-diabetes. So let's take a look at it. Let's execute the play. Let's go out and let's have some fun while we're doing it. That's the biggest thing, right? We're going to have some fun. Again, this is going to go to dopamine, adrenaline, all these kind of things. You're going to feel great about yourself not only physically but mentally and this is going to be a great movement forward so please spread the word you can find me on tiktok uh, i do a lot of lives on tiktok you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook I'm, I'm on youtube i do a lot of shorts on youtube i'm growing that channel as well it's all diabetes army i answer everyone back if you want to dm me best spot is probably my instagram page follow along don't forget, send me your name and your um, email address. I'll sign you up for the free newsletter I do. But we're going to grow this. We're going to develop this. We're going to share the love with this. And let's all get a handle on our type 2 diabetes. Hello, my name is Dan, and this is the Diabetes Army Rebuild Podcast. And... We are going to have an interesting episode this week on a very hot topic. We're going to talk about this. I think it's going to be two parts because I think it warrants two parts because of the buzz on this that's going around. And what I'm talking about is Ozempic and the big controversy, especially I live in Los Angeles. So here in L.A. with Hollywood people taking it and uh, what is happening with it. And I'll give you an update uh, as far as. I'm concerned uh, with Ozempic and I've had conversations with my doctor. So first a little background on me. My name is Dan. I'm a former professional wrestler. I gained 150 pounds on insulin. I dropped 112 of that during the pandemic, uh, trying to reverse my type 2 diabetes. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I did that by uh, doing keto for the first 80. Uh, then I added intermittent fasting and the whole time. And, and that got me down to 112. However, I did do... Um, yoga uh, along the way at my house since all the gyms were closed. Now the gyms are open. I work out over at Gold's Gym Venice Beach. And if you follow my YouTube um, program, I'm actually on a quest to drop another 40 pounds currently, and I'm doing a video series on it. So I would encourage you to jump over to YouTube. It's Diabetes Army. 
and you can follow along. Week one is out, and it should be by the time this podcast hits. Week two will either be out or will be coming out. So we're going to go on that journey as well. I'm down about 40. No, I want to lose 40. I'm down about 17 so far on the the route. So getting there, focused, and uh, just working on it on a daily basis. Um, Before we get to Ozempka, let me tell you what I am doing at this point. Uh, I am uh, working out four days a week. I don't do five just because I've got a bad uh, knee. And um, so I don't do legs, but I do four days. I have to save half hour to 40 minutes of uh, lifting weights and then another half hour to 40 minutes on the treadmill. So it works out to be a pretty good program for me, watching my nutrition, trying to stay keto, low carb as I go, doing a lot of intermittent fasting along the way. And I post a lot of this on my social media pages. So you'll see it all over Instagram and stuff like that. So there's a lot that I've got going on. Um, recently I've been hearing a ton about Ozempka. I mean, really, really a lot. I live in Los Angeles, California. Therefore, we've got all the, uh, the Hollywood types are, are saying that they've lost weight. They're losing weight. And then it's funny because people don't even admit they're on it. Um, and I think there's a bit of a, almost a disgrace factor that goes with that because the Hollywood people don't want to say they're using something yet. They mysteriously lose, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds, um, their skin sags and everything else. So let's talk about a couple of things because there's really a lot to unpack here. And this week, what I want to talk about is just the decisions that need to be made when you're going to do this. It's a diabetic drug. So um, this was cleared so that people with diabetes could uh, um, use something to try to, you know, get their weight down. So they're using less insulin. And, uh, you know, with the type 2 diabetes, when I say diabetic drug, I mean type 2 diabetes uh, and as they go. So I first heard about this, uh, I'm going to say... maybe uh, how many months ago it was like a few months ago as a matter of fact and I'll tell you how and I I, uh, became friends with a guy who's got a big big health podcast his name's Andrew Huberman and uh, his podcast is called Huberman Lab I love it Uh, Andrew's a great guy Um, and we've become friends and um, he was the first one that actually um, told me about these, so whether you use the name Brandon Zempic or or one of the other ones that are out there and um, Basically, as uh, it was explained to me, and not just by Andrew, but by a lot of people. Matter of fact, when he was explaining it to me, I took my iPhone out and I started taking notes in my notes section about it. But basically, my understanding is, is what happens is if you sit down and let's just talk about Thanksgiving for a minute, you have this massive Thanksgiving dinner and about 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so full, I can't move. Well, with Ozempic, it just takes away, and, and, and the reason you have that is there's a delay between the stomach and the brain for the brain to recognize that you're actually full. So you just keep eating and eating and eating past the breaking point because, you know, that signal hasn't arrived yet um, to your gray matter, shall we call it. Uh, with Ozempic, it's immediate. So it really moves the, the messages from the stomach to the brain right away. So you stop eating right away because you're full and you'll, you don't keep going and going and going past the waypoint. So with less intake as far as calories and stuff goes, and that could be carbohydrates and stuff too, 
you're going to have um, less uh, of a tendency to overeat and um, and start destroying anything that you've worked on as far as your body goes, or you might not even need at that point. So this is uh, what these uh, drugs do and how they've been developed over time. So the problem is, is that they're developed for diabetics. Now, I started hearing about this. I, I first heard about it from, from Andrew, but I started, you know, really hearing about it in the news to the point where all these people were taking Ozempic, for example, and there was a shortage for diabetics. So I think that also played into the Hollywood mystique with people uh, kind of guilting them that, hey, you're using something that, that was developed for uh, type 2 diabetics, pre-diabetes, um, and now you are, are, are shorting the supply chain um, as far as that goes, you should not be taking it just for the vanity factor. You want to look thinner. Um, you really shouldn't be taking that. You should leave it to the people who really, really need this and can can really use it. So, so there's the uh, there's the inroad as far as the stigma and the Hollywood people. Now, what's even funnier is people in Hollywood are not admitting that they're taking Ozempka, but now they're calling it like Ozempka face. Um, and that's when their skin sags and, and everything like that. Um, so let's back up for a second. The reason I did the intermittent fasting along with the uh, with the keto program on my weight loss journey is um, I took a master class on, on uh, intermittent fasting from Dr. Jason Fung up in Toronto. He runs a hospital in Toronto, got his doctor at UCLA. He does a lot of uh, people in Toronto through, that go through him. He wrote the obesity code, the cancer code, the, the uh, diabetes code. He wrote a great book on intermittent fasting. And one of the things with fasting is, you know, if people lose weight really, really quick, what, what happens to them is you get a lot of extra skin in your skin sags because the skin doesn't go anywhere. When you start fasting, your body starts, your body will start eating it. Your skin's really actually a protein. Your body will start eating that. And, um, and, and it won't be as dramatic as far as the, uh, um, as far as the, the sagginess of skin. And if you go back uh, through the horrors of time, if you see people that were in concentration camps, for example, although they were really thin, they didn't have a lot of sagging skin because they were being starved to death. So they were actually um, fasting, uh, not by choice, sadly. Um, but, um, you know, so you, you, you can look back on things like that. Um, and, and, and pull from that anything that you might. And, and that was horrific. We're certainly, I'm not trying to glorify that. Uh, but just from the, the pure stance of science, you can take a look at that. So these people that are dropping a lot of weight right now with Ozempkin are, um, you know, they're finding out, man, I've lost like 30, 40, 50 pounds, but I got all this extra skin. It's just sagging. And, and their faces, they say their faces look like they've been aged. So the people are, are, are aging prematurely. Well, it's, I don't think it's really the aging. I think what's happening is, is that you, um, um, you, you, have lost so much weight so dramatically that everything just kind of droops and that's the one thing that that really didn't come out so i had a conversation with my doctor um we talked about it and i asked him um, you know about the drug he explained exactly what it does as far as the uh, signals from the stomach to the brain um, and uh, so we talked about whether I should experiment with this or not if it'll help my type 2 diabetes when I lost 112 pounds I went from 2100 units a week of insulin down to I'm doing about 130 now maybe 140 but around 130 I'll go two three days without taking anything 
And um, therefore, it's really, really helped me. The weight loss has helped me dramatically manage my type 2 diabetes. So as I set to go on this journey, I wanted to get all the facts and see if this would be good for me. Now, the one thing my doctor did tell me, if we go down this path, he doesn't want to see me lose like 40 pounds in a month. You know, he's like slow and steady is the way to go. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, four pounds a month maybe something like that that's going to show less dramatic effects number one on my body it's going to be less of a stressor on my body and it's going to uh, be less of a, a, a crazy situation for my skin and everything else as it goes along with it so these were the things we talked about this is the background as far as i know with ozempic and intermittent fasting and everything that kind of falls into play next week we're going to talk about did i make the decision to jump in or did i not you're going to have to follow along to find out please remember newsletter if it's not for you maybe a loved one uh just uh, send me your email and your name happy to uh, subscribe you to it and uh, you can find me on instagram on youtube follow along with this journey i'm on on the youtube channel i hope you have a fantastic week my name is dan this is a diabetes army rebuild podcast and we will continue the olympic journey next week